You're listening to Badass Mums. This is a podcast for the new mums, the young mums, those expecting mums, the single mums and the working mums. But dads can listen too. I'm Camilla Rose. I'm Tanit. I'm Soraya. I'm Charlotte Tahira. And you're about to hear some real chat. From labour to stretch marks, being in the office to running with a buggy. We're here to educate and entertain the badass mums of the world. Badass mums. Mums. Badass. 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 Hi everyone, you are locked into Badass Mums and today we have the beautiful and talented Rhea Hebden who is a TV presenter. We're going to be talking about going back to work. I don't know if that's going to be a positive thing for some mums or quite quite a negative aspect but yeah, we're going to get into going back to work, the ups and downs, the roller coasters. So yeah, Ria, if you want to introduce yourself to the people listening out there, that'll be great. Yeah. yeah, because you are a TV presenter, but you do a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah, there is a lot. We're a busy girl. So yeah, hi everyone, I'm Ria. Um, I'm a TV presenter. You might see me on um, ITV or uh, on This Morning or on the BBC on a programme called Sunday Morning Live. But when I'm not doing telly, I host live events. I do a lot of um, award shows for the Royal Television Society or I'll go out to Cannes and do stuff at MIPCOM. Um, when I'm not doing that, I might be hosting panel discussions because I'm very passionate about covering events that celebrate diversity and that, that champion women and that inspire the next generation. So mm. that's a lot of stuff that I do as well. Um, but I'm also a mum. So, you know, juggling. Main job. Yep. Juggling a lot. Most important <laughs> job. Um, and you have your own brand as well. Of course, oh, yeah. Let's not that. forget Wonder Women. So uh, I created Wonder Women about three years ago because I felt there was a real lack of positive female role models in mm-hmm. the media. And working in telly and media for 12 years now, I was surrounded by amazingness, but they never kind of, you know, they were never in the press. You never saw them or heard about them. So I create Wonder Women as a way to kind of champion their stories, to inspire the next generation, but equally show women like us that, you know, you can have a career and mm-hmm. raise a family. Which is literally what Badass Mums is about, which is That's so amazing. Us, yeah. That is us, exactly. I love that to a nutshell. <laughs> um, and, you know, if you want to change careers or maybe sidestep in your job, that's possible. And just... You know, so it was a, it started off as a digital platform, so it's a show with lots of different episodes that you can watch at wonderwomentv.com. But it's evolved into a live event now that I hold every International Women's Day. Um, and it's a, just a really great way to bring women together who work in the industry of all different levels. Hello, darling. Hi, I'm making friends <laughs> Blue with wants Blue. To be your friend. <laughs> Hi, we're mates now. Um, you know, and just to support each other and, and help each other because, you know, you never know. You might be one person removed from someone that could help someone get to where they want to go in their career. So, yeah, it's really positive. I'm loving it. I just think that's so amazing. And I think this. I mean, it's changing now, but I remember when I first started in 2013, there was such a lack of support Mm. for females who want to have a career and be a mum. And I remember people actually saying to me, you got to choose. You can't go off and have a kid. You're not going to be cool anymore. You're not going to be able to be a DJ anymore. And it's just like, I think now is a really good time to really push that message that you can do both. And you're doing yes. both so yeah. well. How do you find testimony. it? It's, it's totally possible. And, and I think it's a, it's a real shame that people told you that because sometimes I think people put their limiting beliefs on what's possible for them mm. onto you and onto others. And yeah, I really true. discourage that because I think everyone's journey is unique. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you've got that fire in your belly and you really have that passion and drive 
you can do it. There's sacrifices exactly. along the way for sure. Um, you know, let's not let's not paint it to be too perfect because it really isn't. Um, but I've got two kids. My my son is nine and my daughter is uh, twenty months. Mm. And you know, there's been different struggles with both of them. Like mm. for my son, when I first started um, presenting, that was very much on the side of my regular permanent job okay. i worked in wow. publicity so you had a full-time job as you well were presenting and you've got a son yeah all at the same time yeah that's yeah that's crazy yeah because you know i had the permanent job in publicity for a big global job uh, entertainment brand mm-hmm. that paid the bills i was a breadwinner mm. um obviously i had planned my son wanted my son um but then i had this passion to present and i knew i had to build a portfolio of work on the side because i couldn't just leave all that how did you do that? So so I would go out after work in the evenings, okay, on, on the when weekends, he's wow. or with daddy or with family. I mean, the amount of friends and... It chipped and, in. I mean, it really does take a village. It does. The amount of people that have helped me last minute to look after him so I could go and, and film, you know, to do what I really want to do. That's it really, Yeah, there are so many difference. people yeah, that have helped me get there. Which is why when... Because last, last year I had an amazing year, like amazing projects came off after lots of hard work. Yeah, and yeah. So when you meet up with your friends and they're like, oh, we're so proud of you. I'm like, yeah, but it's all down to you, the amount of time the help. Yeah. you helped, you know, take him for four hours so I could go to that meeting or for half a day so I could go and shoot that thing. You know, like so many people have yeah. helped. Yeah. I don't know about you, but we don't have a family that live in London. I was just oh, about to wow. say that because it's interesting you say about the village because what I found with um, River is we've got my husband's Mm mum and we've got my sister who hasn't got great health herself. And other than that, I'm very cautious about who, at this young age anyways, about who's looking after her. And I just find that we are starting to struggle as she's getting more older and more aware. She doesn't just sleep. Um, Like, what are we going to do as our schedules get busier? What would you say to anyone who's, yeah, what who's having that debate? Because you said, yeah, you haven't got family local because you're a northern girl. That's it. You're from <laughs> Yorkshire. But, you know, honestly, my mum comes down from Yorkshire. Mark's wow. parents come down from Birmingham. Like, the sacrifices are insane. But it's all possible because we all believe in achieving our goals. But what I would say is I completely empathise with you. While your baby's small, she's the most precious thing in the world. Absolutely. You know, you don't really want people that aren't family or really close friends looking after her unless they're proper professionals yeah so when um i had my son he went into um a private nursery and it cost a lot of money but for me that was worth the sacrifice if it meant i was going back to work yeah i knew that he was going to be okay and it was strategically i picked one that was literally across the road from my work. You know what? I've just found a nursery across the road. (laughs) Yeah, so you might find that gives you better peace of mind because you know that, God forbid, she's poorly. You could be there in a heartbeat. Just get there straight away. And I suppose you can do little, not spot checks, but, you know, lunch break. Was you able to go into the nursery or not really? You could do, but they discourage that because they get into a They get clingy, don't they? Yeah, Yeah. they make their friends and they get into their routine. If mummy's popping her head back in all the time, (laughs) then it kind of disrupts the day. But for me, it really helped ease that transition back into work because I knew he was absolutely fine. Mm. Now, second time round, I'm a full-on presenter. That's my my full-time job. job. Wow. So I'm freelance, so I'm my own boss. So okay. it's, it's good in that respect because it means I can You've decide. got the flexibility, haven't you? Yeah. And work choose. around your husband's schedule a bit more. Yeah, yeah. And, and just work out what I want, what projects I want to work on and what I want to do. You know, you, I'm in charge of my week. Um, 
which means I can be around for my daughter okay. so much more in the day. Um, the compromise there is, though, if I get booked last minute or asked mm. short notice to do something, I then pay a premium because I um, pay a child minister to come oh, yeah. to my house, who last is amazing, minute. but yeah. it's, yeah, you know, it's you. pricey. Yeah. yeah. So there's I guess you have to weigh up like whether the job would be worth paying the childbinders to come around, whether that's exposure or financially or... Yeah, but with, this is really a stroke of luck. The childminder that I use now used to be a nursery nurse in the nursery that looked after my son. Oh, Aww. that's so good. The time, I mean, the universe aligned because she just left and was looking to kind of retire. But See? she understands, like, my needs and stuff, so she said she was happy Aww, to kind of... Oh, she carried on. ...come in and help. Yeah, when, as and when I need her, which is brilliant. So really, you know... If you find somewhere that you are contemplating putting your kids into, mm -hmm. it really is about the relationships that you carve out with those people. And mm. I think because, you know, they're your kids, they're your everything, once you find the right place and you meet the right people... You definitely feel settled, wouldn't you? Well, they become yeah. part of your extended family. family. Yeah. They really yeah. do. So, um, And they're in your life for a and long time. I remember time. when I was looking at nurseries near my workplace, because I worked in the city, mm -hmm. there was a lot of nurseries that were right near certain organisations, but they had, like, CCTV footage. So, Because a lot of the workers, you know, in the city, they would have their phones or they'd always be at their desk, like yeah. analysts, etc. Oh, so yes, they'd be able to log in them. at any time. Yeah. I don't know. That's a catch-22 for me. Yeah. Because it's like, mean. it's it's nice to know you feel secure that your child's definitely safe because they're being watched. But then like, why Big are you brother. filming all these kids? Like, just let them live. <laughs> yeah, because I think they they do it like, um, it's password protected, isn't it? So okay, not okay. any old random can, can watch, <laughs> watch the kids. <laughs> But still, I know what you mean. It's like... Mm. Bit big brother, innit? It, yeah, it's a bit tricky to safeguard that, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. But I suppose, again, it's they're just trying to think of ways to help reassure parents and ease that transition back into work. Exactly. Yeah. How did you feel going back to work, though? With yeah, your because first, you, with your first job, I guess you pretty much... Did you go straight back or did you take the year? I took a year off with my son. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was really lucky, and I, I will say where I worked, because I, I really, you know, respect them as a brand. I worked mm -hmm. at Discovery Channel. Oh, nice. They were so innovative and just in their thinking. The minute oh. I told my line manager I was pregnant, she was like... This is such a blessing. Aww. Let me know if you need anything. Within like half an hour, I had this guy come and assess my desk and do yeah. a wow. risk assessment. Yeah, they have to. That's I, that that makes such a difference. My line manager, do you know when I got my risk assessment, the week I was leaving for maternity, oh, so two weeks before good. she was due, yeah, come on, I think having wrong. a good line manager makes such Everything. a difference. Yeah, for sure. Hello, River. Wow. Yeah, no, it really does, because she they had a risk assessment on my desk. Um, do you know what was quite interesting? I inspired this whole well-being uh, eating thing in the canteen, oh. where they looked... Because I would go down and, and say, oh, I just don't like any of that. Like, I want to eat really well. I don't want chips and, like, beans yeah. and stuff. So they kind of overhauled all the menu and did, like, a well-being nice. section. And I'm sure that, you know, other people in the business have wanted that as well, but it was a really it's good nice experience. nice they did that for you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a time you need to be having a balanced diet. Yeah. yeah, and then towards the end of the pregnancy, they re-evaluated my hours. So I did. Um, I went in earlier because I don't know about you, but I worked up really, work, woke up really early. Okay. So I went in earlier and I left at like four. So I missed the rush coming back. Oh, oh that's nice. good. They gave me a lightweight laptop so I could work from home on Sundays. 
and towards the very like the last month I think I worked um from home two days a week nice so they were amazing so this is like dream that's like the that dream work the scenario. Yeah. I better get an application <laughs> work for them it's not like that everywhere but then um and then when I went back to work I took a year off which was amazing and I really would encourage that if you if you can if you financially can yeah. I know it's not for, possible for everyone but it was such a special time and it really helped me ease back into work knowing that I'd had that time with them mm -hmm. um, and then I went back at four days a week um, and I did the early hours then I did eight till four which was brilliant because it meant I could pick him up and we were back home before the rush had started yeah. yep. mm. um, but financially I would say you know I did still cram five days work into four and didn't reap the benefits of that so you know be savvy that you know if you agree four days people will still expect yeah, you to respond as if you worked there for five i understand yeah. yeah so there is that payoff um but then with my daughter obviously my career's changed i'm freelance now so i would say with that it's about just being really clear with your clients mm -hmm. so, so you're managing their expectations of you know your needs have changed and your time is different and so you're you might not be around in the way that they expect you to be anymore. Yeah, so that's just be such very transparent. Yeah. yeah, let them know exactly. I mean, what I you're still get I get artists sending me their invites to their events, and I'm like, is it in the evening? Yeah, it starts at seven. No, my daughter's bedtime routine starts yeah, around that time. Like, yeah. it's just not realistic. And I think that's one thing I've had to really like accept as a new mum that there's just some wow. things you just have to say no to. Yeah, and the thing is, that's not such a bad thing, actually. I find that you're more selective with your time. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I don't true. have any regrets because I kind of feel like you, you make time for the things that you They're really want to go to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so it almost it's like training your colleagues mm. that you're just not accessible all the time. So you get... I think more fruitful conversations and meetings with people because they know they've only got you for an hour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I do a lot more sense. phone meetings now as well. I'm yeah. like, I can just, we can talk yeah. over the phone. I don't need easier. to travel into London to, to meet you for 10 minutes. Exactly. And, and also with, with, you know, with digital, you don't have to be about. tied to your desk anymore yeah. to do the work. We've yeah, proven the transition. That. Yeah, you can be, any, you can be anywhere, anywhere in the world and exactly. still deliver your, your work, you know? I was going to ask as well. I know you said your son was planned. Mm -hmm. um, did you kind of plan it within your work as well? Like the work structure? Like you knew that, okay, I've got a good job or I've got enough pay. I know that I'll be able to take One a year thing, off. One thing i if you're planning, make sure you've been there a year so they give you maternity pay because I'm <laughs> struggling now with that. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah. Because I, I actually missed out on the maternity pay did you? by oh. a week. Oh! oh. Oh, I thought mine was seven Bam. weeks. I thought that was bad. Oh, but no, weeks, my, that's yeah. painful. It killed me. And that's I actually annoying. remember speaking to my line manager and she was like, if I could we could fix do. that, I would. But, but you know, it's, it's only money, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's good advice if you mm. can. The thing is, babies come when they come. Exactly. Mm. That's what, yeah. You know, they come when they come, so. Never you, a great timing or a, there's never any timing, is there? No. It's just... And, and with if you, if you're a freelancer, I would say save as much money as you can. Mm. Um, with my daughter, I went back to work when she was seven months because I didn't have to go into an office. I could just jump on my laptop. Yeah. So I told people I would be back in this, you know, on this month, mm -hmm. and then started picking work back up then. Nice. Yeah. Um, but it seven was a months. Shame. Was she still on bottles? 
That's no, what I was going to say. I've breastfed. Did you did get you to deal? wean her off before you went back to work? Was she weaned off or did she? Did you express? No, I ain't got time for that. Oh, one of them ones, yeah. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. No, I know, I breastfeed. But the thing with me, with my career and stuff, it's like, you know, I do, I host awards which are in the evening. Mm. So that's quite nice because I can feed her and then go. So she's in bed and then doesn't need me. Um, she still has, the, well, she's on the bottle now, so... That wasn't a problem for whoever was looking after her. Okay. Um, um, the, there was only one time last year where I was hosting this morning live in Birmingham and I was away for four days. And that was when... Tough. Yeah, that's when I had to decide to stop because I knew that, you know, I wasn't going to be around her to feed her. And mm. yeah. I mean, it was a nightmare because after the second day, like, my boobs were like, yeah. Katie Price, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, massive. that's the worst. Agony yeah. hosting this yeah. awards do in front of... 30,000 people and then, you know, back in the hotel that night in the shower, like, with this engorged boom. Massive, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to massage it out. I've been there. It's was horrible. she all right, though? What was yeah. she like when she got weaned off? She she was absolutely fine. Apparently not so great in the night because she could sense I wasn't yeah. there. So I, I, feel, I felt for my um, husband and my mum that were looking after her because, obviously... They, they struggled through the night with her. Oh, bless. Yeah, but, you know, it kind of worked. But weirdly enough, it stopped and then it came back. What, your breast milk? Yeah. Wow. Which was Hormones. weird. It's mad. Yeah. It's crazy how the body works, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it happened because she got sick. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So your body knew, like, we need to give her some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's not and feeling it was, good. It was months of stopping. Wow. Yeah. So the, the human body, the mm -hmm. female body, is incredible. Yeah. And the way yeah. you bond with your child as well, it goes to show that well, your yeah. body actually knew, baby's not well. And it needs I need to produce it. some milk for yeah. this bubba. And a midwife said to me that apparently your milk adapts to help them when they're poorly, like, gives them extra mm -hmm. antibodies. Amazing. So. Hey, can't deny there the freeness. Go. Yeah. I mean, with breastfeeding and being back at work, how did you deal with the tiredness? I think that's the main thing that I really underestimated how tired I would be with like this broken sleep and then having to go out and act like I've had a good night's sleep and be full of energy. Because as a presenter, especially TV, radio, I can kind of rock up with my hood on, but TV, you have to be that energetic. Yeah. You have to look fresh. How did you deal with that? That's intense. Well, weirdly enough, I, I, I mean, I'm quite lucky because my daughter sleeps through the night okay you're lucky I'm, I'm really lucky because <laughs> she's always slept through the night um but she doesn't go to bed at seven she goes to bed more like nine so it's okay. much later but then I don't mind that because in the beginning I would try to get her to bed at seven and she'd wake up at three so I, I think you've just got to so would you to... advise maybe putting her to bed a bit later do you think that would be good for me to get what, more sleep what I'd say just yeah. your instincts like you know socially for us as a family if we put her to bed earlier she wouldn't see her dad okay so for us yeah. it makes sense that just she get goes the balance to bed a bit for yourself later. isn't it yeah and then That's she has like time blue. with her brother and you know we get to eat together yeah and, but you know it's each to their own you've got to do what's right for you as a family and also how your child is but, mm. but if you're if you're not getting sleep and you're trying to get her down at seven maybe try a bit later and yeah see even if it's an hour even if it's eight you know, She's and give her a, like a really warm bath. Yeah, that frazzles them helped. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> literally, her routine is bath, pajamas, little massage before she gets in her pajamas, oh, bottle, bed. But yeah. she's she's up. If I put her down at seven, she's up by like eleven, twelve. 
Is she? Yeah. So I and then she has a feed. She goes back to bed, but it's like that's when I want to start going to bed. So then I always delay me going to bed yeah. because I know she's going to wake up for a feed, and then she's up again at like say three for another feed, and it's just like, oh, I'm getting knackered now. Yeah, because she's on a little though. Still, yeah. she's still you know nine months. Um, whereas Lila's twenty, so she you know we we're feeding her up. She's you know she's running around. She's exuding all that energy. energy yeah. What yeah. I've started to do is stop her afternoon nap so she really is mm. tired come eight o'clock you know because before she would sleep between like 10 and half 11 and then she'd have another one at half past two till like four but that would always get disrupted because i'd do the school run to get her brother so it was yep. always a not a very good sleep that one and i always feel guilty about that but what can you do yeah exactly yeah so, so now i've worked out if we if we just call that second nap she's actually really tired by eight, so. eight okay yeah. and then especially if you've got evening gigs that's perfect because she conks out and doesn't even realize oh mum's not here yeah but also i've been i mean where i'm quite lucky that my husband were proper feminist like yeah. marriage you know <laughs> nice. like yeah yeah because from i think from when i was the breadwinner yeah it was just like you know we're both chasing our careers so we've always had that kind of shared goal that's nice so with the kiddies he's really involved like he cooks loads that's another thing i was going to say when yeah. you went back to work was he hands-on was he very helpful your partner yeah as well See? i mean he worked too but he totally he's always been really kind of like what do you need Aww. let's do this and we've both made compromises yeah but, but like today he's he's taken her to he's a, gone a play center yeah, yeah i love that's that good so you can come here and do what yeah. you need to do yeah perfect i mean me and my husband are basically having that debate now Are so you? i'm due back to work because i teach nine to five radio mm -hmm. that's my like nine to five job which is a great job but um it's going to be technical because it's obviously monday to friday it's an academy yeah so yeah. we're yeah we're now basically debating because um he does a nine to five as well and i'm like what do we do let's work smart not hard yes i am yeah. more yeah there you as go. a teacher you need to now, we need to swap roles. Yeah. And as much as he said, yeah, okay, I can do that, yeah. He's, I can just feel that he's still very reluctant and yeah. he's just like, he's very pride. He always talks about man pride and I just tell him to shut up. Um, I get that. <laughs> I get that. But I think we've been, women have been trained to compromise every time. Yeah. And, and naturally, you know, our careers and our earning potential takes a huge hit when we have babies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So because of, you know, technology advancing and like I said, we don't have to physically be in an office anymore unless you're training and things like that. I get that. But why should you have to compromise your career prospects when you've already taken a year, a year out to have your baby? Yeah. yeah. True. So, yep. so, you know, let's be a little bit more forward thinking, yeah. a bit more innovative. And like you said, if you're the breadwinner, absolutely Makes sense, go for isn't it. it? Yeah. Yep. And also, you know, what's this teaching our kids? Because this is the thing I say to my husband, like, you know, I want our kids to see that daddy cooks and daddy does the school exactly. run. Exactly, yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yes. Mummy works. Break those when stereotypes early. A boy yeah. and a girl, it's good to see. Yeah, that it's possible and, and that, you know, both of you can achieve what you want to. Yeah. It's not these weird, you know, old stereotypes old school, yeah. around yeah. the genders nope. and stuff. No, Charlie, you're not going to work. I am. Yeah. <laughs> not in my house, mate. I'm too stubborn. I'll be like, oh, bye. And he will just be stuck there like, oh, I can't go anywhere. She's here now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But or it's true. Could, could you Work compromise? Smart. Like, could you do 
three days a week, nine to five, doing the Radio Academy? And could he do two days doing his? Doing something. I am trying to negotiate with them, but they've said where I come back basically um, in the middle of the ter- of the year, the yeah. academic year, I come back in April. So I'm there for the summer term. They said it's too full on. Or could you do nine to one? Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, there are more companies now negotiating flexible working. Yeah. And job sharing is a massive part of that. Yeah. And and that means, you know, if you think about it from an employer's point of view, you're getting two really switched on yeah. people that are going to deliver their best work if you just give them that little bit of space you know, mm. so they can accommodate their families or whatever hobbies they might have going on or their other needs. You know, like people have got parents that are getting old and they need to look after yeah, them. Yeah, 100%. All these different reasons why people need more flexibility. Yeah. So it makes business sense for people to give them that flexibility. Would you say when you went back to work, you had any highs or lows when you was away from your children? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Other than you mentioned the four days being away, that was difficult. But well, when when I went back to work with Noah, mm-hmm. the, the difficulty was, I suppose, the downside was the financial side because mm. I, I thrived being back in that work environment, mm-hmm. and I, I thrived because. It was um, shorter hours, so I just oh, loved nice. being out of there at four o'clock and then it was just fun mum time, you know, and yep. we did loads of lovely stuff together. Um, but the, the financial hit was a bit of a, oh, if I could do that again, it's going to have to be five days because that doesn't make financial sense. Yeah. Um, but then with Lula, I suppose the high going back is I never realised how much of a positive it would be to be a presenter and visibly Mm. be pregnant because I recorded Wonder Women when I was seven months pregnant and I remember I love that well I I feel like Davina McCall like and now it's like it's okay yeah she totally inspired me but like before her I can't think of anyone who would proudly be out with their bump and I I love that that's true well well, Davina paved the way for Holly that's what I was gonna say Holly yep yeah and then I and then I suppose they both inspired me um but yeah, I mean, been visibly pregnant. I remember my mum saying to me, "You will never realise, Ria, how how impactful that that is, mm-hmm. because you are showing other women um, that it's totally possible to yeah, have a career okay. and create your own show and grow a human." Yeah. But at the time, it was just like, "I really want to do this. I'm having a baby, yeah. and I'm getting it done." <laughs> But it's nice to see, at least you got the footage as well. Because, you know, like yeah. with phones and iCloud, sometimes you just misplace things or things get broke. But that, at least it's always there. Yeah. You know, you it, can look back and... No, I am. I'm proud of myself for doing that, actually. Aww. At the time, I, did, I really didn't give it too much thought. But I am looking back on it now. Because, um, like I said, you know, you go into universities, you speak to young girls that aspire to work in media and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they say... I love it that you did that when you were pregnant because it's, you know, it's real. It shows that you're a mum and you're a working mum and it's possible. And that it's not a disease because everyone you know gets I mean? this thing of like, oh, you're pregnant now, you can't do anything. Yeah, stop. It's like, yeah. no, I was filming at two weeks before she was due. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've got a mate. This is amazing. She is, um, they call it a first AD. So if you imagine like a, a film director, it's like the mm. next roll down. Wow. She was filming Mission Impossible wow. with Tom Cruise in Paris. When she was eight months pregnant. See, you can do it, women. Yeah. Get out there. I'm like, why wasn't that all over your Instagram? Yeah. 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 You know, she, oh, I was busy filming. I'm like, I know, but like that 
it's so important that women aspiring to work in film see that that is possible because that's an industry that where there's so few women so much. Yeah, yeah. So few. in those roles, you know, and you're, there you are doing it and growing a baby. With a massive bump. That's so <laughs> yeah. nice, though. And apparently when Tom Cruise broke his ankle... Um, you know, she was she was she was filming in this almost like a zorb. Yeah. So she wow. was protected so that in case there was any accident, she was absolutely you know wow. her bump was safe. Yeah. Because I can oh. imagine the uh, risk assessment oh, yeah. on that must be crazy. Well, apparently when when um, he did come off that bike and break his ankle, she was like, "Oh my goodness, are you okay, Tom?" He's like, "I'm fine. Are you okay?" Yeah. <laughs> She's just oh. like this is nuts. Yeah, so it's totally possible, you yeah, know. She made a, a mission possible, you see? <laughs> see that there? I love what you did there. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she did, she did. But, yeah, you've got to discourage that, you know, this whole this whole thinking that you can't do it. There mm. are compromises and there are challenges and it will be really hard sometimes. Like I spoke at um, a university once at this thing inspiring girls that wanted to work in media and my childminder called me that day she was really really poorly so I thought oh man like you know what am I gonna do and it was half term so my son was off oh no and he was meant to go to his grandparents but he just had a, a weekend and he we'd had a lovely weekend and he was like mommy I just really want to be at home with, yeah. with you and I thought yeah. bless him okay that's fine because in my head I'm thinking that's fine because I'll, I'll have the childminder yeah but when she rang in sick I thought Oh no, I've got stuck both of them, and I'm speaking on a panel. How am I going to do this? What did you do? Well, because my fellow was away filming, he was in America filming oh, a God. documentary. So I'm oh, like, wow, I mean, really yeah. have no one to look after them. Text all the mum friends, none of them could help because they were away for half term or whatever. And so I thought, you know what? They've publicized this event. I don't want to let them down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take them. I'm going to take yep. my kids. Good on you. I'll bring the iPad. I'll bring a packet of treats, <laughs> you know, and all their favourite toys. And we're going to do our best. Yeah. And I'm going to show these girls and guys in the audience, this this was important to me and I didn't want to let you down. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to rock on with it. And hopefully with your support, you won't be too judgmental and yeah. I'll do my best. It, it was so funny. My son was a star because he's older. So he was eight at the time. He was sat there on the iPad just playing. So he was fine. But my baby was on my lap and I managed to talk for about 10 minutes and then that was it. She wasn't interested. She was yeah. running all around. So after a bit, I took her outside and let you know the other girls speak on the panel. And then I popped back in. And what was really lovely was um, this girl in the audience was like, I'm actually a charminder, so do you want me just to take Aww. her and play her, play outside with her for a little Aww. bit? And part of me was like, oh, I don't really know you. But then I thought, you've been here from yeah. the beginning. You're, yeah. you're seeing what I'm trying to achieve. She's trying to support. She's help, yeah. trying you're to help. cool. You're cool. She's so, trying to help. Yeah, so she That's took hashtag it. badass mum to the fullest. Yeah. yeah. You're you on juggled a that, man. two children there. That's insane. <laughs> with one so young as well. But the, yeah. the sisterhood, you yeah. know, the support of other women in the room was amazing. Great energy. That is lovely. That yeah. is. Because I remember taking River with me to radio one time <laughs> and I said, never again. Oh, really? It was the most stressful, difficult. She wanted to, as she's kind of now, touching yeah. all the buttons, Been pulling waving. the headphones, hitting the mic. <laughs> yeah. And it was a big interview at the time and I, I remember, remember missing one of my key questions that oh, my, too my partner actually called the money question. I'm like, thanks for that. Um, oh, <laughs> typical. And after that, I said, never again. I can't have it affect my work. But yeah. I think if it's something like a panel, that's a bit easier. It's still yeah. stressful because your mind's in two places, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And you know, because I, I was still breastfeeding at the time. So, like, your boobs are 
Oh, gorgeous and massive. Because you, you know you, your baby wants you to get them out, and That's, you're like, yep. absolutely not, not right now, <laughs> not right now, please. We're just juggling at the minute, and you're you're hot, and you're just trying to focus on actually saying something that's meaningful and makes sense. Yeah. But I think it's all in your head, though. I think mm. for most people, they're just really happy that you showed up. Yeah, that you still committed. Yeah, yeah. And, and afterwards, a lot of girls kind of said to me, you know, we follow presenters on, on Instagram and, and it all looks really glossy and amazing. But but you showed us realness right yeah, there, you know? Yeah, So I didn't I didn't realise the power of that. So I think that's, that's what's key, because obviously, yeah, we're always out doing our thing, Looking amazing. Having fun, parties, functions. But then at home, yeah, we've got this full-on human who needs all our attention. And I think, yeah, making it look easy is part of just, like, what we have to do, I guess. Yeah. See, going back to work for me, it was crazy with Blaze because she wasn't weaned off breastfeeding and she wouldn't take from the bottle. I know she'd only drink water from the bottle so can you imagine she would go the whole duration from 8am to 6pm without taking anything and my boobs were massive as well so I was like to the nurse what do we do and they were like well we'll try and give her formula we'll you know give her a little bit and then a bit more a few more ounces give her more water then I thought I'm gonna have to go to the doctors I thought this is terrible like I'm starving my baby to go back to work and my workplace was at the time it was Odeon Cinema so for them it's just like come and do your shift that is it yeah I went to the doctors and you know I spoke to him and I just said I'm getting really depressed really stressed I don't know what to do but she was fine when I picked her up from nursery she was fine and he was just like well a baby's not going to starve themselves. They're very clever. You wouldn't think that they have such massive brains and thoughts, but a baby's not going to starve themselves. Your daughter's fine. Yeah. Just feed Being her when you spoiled. can feed her. <laughs> She's just yeah. letting you know, I'm not happy about this arrangement. Yeah, yeah. And then at six, when I would get there, I'd rush from work, rush, rush, get through all the traffic, get there. She'd crawl to me and sit on me till half six drinking. Oh, wow. oh but for up. me, it was like, oh, this weight, I'm just relieved. This massive boob that looks like muscle <laughs> has now gone down to a normal size. But I don't know, with how things are changing, it might become a thing where you can breastfeed at work. You'll yeah. be on the panel breastfeeding and <laughs> no one will <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. It's true. You know I mean? Yeah, because most places now have a, um, a room where you can go, because Discovery had a room. Yeah, oh, that's really good. Where I could go in, it, like, because I remember towards the end when you know you're the size of a house yeah. and you're just you're tired and you could go and rest. So I'd nice. go there and have a sleep in my lunch break. Oh, that's nice. wicked. And then when you came back, if you wanted to express, you, you had a room you could do that. Wow. See, this this is quite common in the big corporations. Yes. Yeah. But there's still a lot to be done on, you know, like for it to trickle down culturally in yeah. other places of work. But, you know, you can absolutely go to your employer and say, look, you know, we need to... Just like um, businesses create a room where people want to pray. To pray, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's the same kind of space. You just need somewhere clean and, you know, dry and sanitary Mm -hmm. so you can express or breastfeed if you need to. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm really impressed about is, you know, like Westfield, the shopping centre. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah, the changing rooms and everything. Facilities. I mean, when... So nice now. When I moved west, I literally was like, this is a dream come true. More places need to be like that because you had a safe space where you could go not in the public eye exactly it's nice baby feed them 
whatever you want to do. Just and they've got like a little, a little microwave, I think, as well. Yeah. You can heat up food. Little play like, oh, area, yeah. Yeah, like amazing. So, so things are getting better. Um, I think it's just also about asking. Yeah. Not being afraid to ask for stuff, you know? I mean, like I said to you, I was lucky because my boss was amazing. Yeah. And so she was like, tell us what you need, we'll get you it. Not every line manager's like that. Yeah, even if they're female, just a side note, because mine was female, she still wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. That's but... a shame. And I think what you can do is use your experience to, you know, if you ever are a boss line to manager, someone yeah, else, yeah. make sure that you never replicate yeah, that. Exactly. And, and you make it. A better experience for the next person yeah definitely because i think i mean in london alone we're so right now really positive on equal opportunities whether it's like disabled access or gender neutral toilets that i think yeah being a mum which has been since the day of time yeah. should be so normal now that things like being able to breastfeed um or pump or express at work it shouldn't be a big deal it should just be part of it well, it's the most natural thing in the world but yeah. but we don't see that very much in public yeah so it's it's a lot of work to be done in kind of changing people's perceptions of what's natural and what's normal yeah, um, yeah. and and you know that that's a bit of a shame because it's all to do with kind of like how female bodies have been sexualized mm. so you know boys don't see boobs as exactly that, that we actually have them to feed babies they yeah. see them as their sexy things that need yeah, to be nice. like fox you know foxy lunch yeah. or whatever <laughs> exactly oh Rue, you've shared so much wisdom on on your journey and going back to work but if yeah. you could give one tip to all the mums it doesn't have to be work specific could be studying what do you wish someone told you before you started this journey Oh, I would say just to really trust your body. I think, and, and trust your gut, trust yourself. Oh, Listen yeah, trust to your, gut. your yep. body. It's so important because I think we're fed so much just nonsense from society of like what we should think, how we should feel, mm -hmm. how we should look, how we should dress, how we should be at this stage of the pregnancy, how we should be at the next stage. Just listen to your body. If you need to eat chips, eat chips your body yeah. needs salt yeah if you need to eat cake eat cake your body needs sugar like you need to listen to yourself and stop worrying about what everyone else says yeah you know it, it's some good really advice. about listening to yourself because it's such a unique and personal journey and for me i really put off having my second baby because i was so career focused okay and um and after a while, I just felt really unhappy because I was like, my body's telling me this is what it the wants time to do. To have a baby. And yeah. I'm ignoring it because I'm prioritising my career. And actually, I need to just start listening to myself. And the minute I made that decision Aww. was the most liberating moment. Mm -hmm. I remember literally being like, oh, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> And I fell pregnant really quickly. And I'm oh, like, wow. yeah, that's because it was, meant, was meant to be. Because yeah. I was listening to my body. And then it just felt like all these other things fell into place so while I was of, pregnant. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what happened with one deal women and all these other things. And asking to speak on panels about being a working mum and, and being pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like, see, I'm fighting that to focus on my career when actually look it's how many other doors open. Yeah. yeah. So really listen way. to yourself because I think, you know, like we said, the world's very good at telling us what we should be doing and what who we should be and everything. And I think we we are taught not to listen to ourselves. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you I don't know. want any regrets, you know, you listen, listen to, yourself. to yourself. Oh my gosh. And yeah. look, two years Spot later on. almost killing it with your oh, two children, two years presenting careers, doing oh, well. Everything. 
juggling like a crazy woman, but uh, no, <laughs> like I'm very blessed. But you're doing well. You are. Your hands are in all the pies. And the main thing is, you know, the children are happy and they're healthy, and that's why I know I've done the right thing. That's amazing. Aww. Where can all our Badass Mum listeners stay up to date with you and <laughs> oh, your yeah. adventures and Wonder Women? Oh, yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rhea Hebden, R-I-A-H-E-B-D-E-N. And I've got a website, rhea.hebden.com. And obviously Wonder Women. Follow us at wonderwomentv.com. Amazing. Thank Yay, you so much for, for having me. Us. You're so, so welcome. Especially having the bubbers here as well. It's, <laughs> I feel like I should have brought Lula. Oh, you should have. Yeah, we've got to meet her next time. She'll be jealous. <laughs> well, Thank thanks you. for listening to this episode and we'll be back soon with another Very episode soon. of Badass Mum. Say bye, Blue. Yeah, Blue's saying bye, bye for us. <laughs> bye. <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, I pressed the wrong button. That's, that's such <laughs> a rare thing it. to do. Ah! Are we going to get back in? Ah! Badass mums. Mums. Badass.